Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 57 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Friday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines today and dive deep into the value that we found across today's slates, please take a moment, and if you could be so kind, too, smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL podcast on, or if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you turn your notifications on so you never miss the start of an episode either, or if you're listening to the audio version uh, post-recording on your favorite podcast directory, please hit it there as well so you never miss an episode either. If you could also be so kind and you have an additional moment, please hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make Talking the Line sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description. The first link you're going to see there is the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will locate all of the TTL Cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, gamblers joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, and decided to break out the vibes for you today. Wanted to get some good feels, maybe a little bit of a Hawaiian flow, uh, some good, nice, beautiful weather in the mind as we dive deep into the uh, bets today. Without further ado, it is time to bring in the co-host of the Talking Align podcast, one of my best friends and my partner, the man who hammers in bets with me day in and day out from the moment we wake up in the morning till the moment that our heads hit the pillow at night. He's got some serious value to bring to today's show, and I know he's got some more stuff to toss in in between. Without any more hesitation or blabbering, here is the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner. How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing fantastic. It is Friday. I am feeling good. I uh, wish I had gotten the memo on the whole Hawaiian vibe thing because I would have gone, uh, you know, above and beyond on that. Would have broken out the old sun hat or anything along those lines. I don't know. But, uh, 
yeah, maybe a little heads up next time, and we'll we'll powwow this whole Friday uh, Hawaiian vibe thing going forward. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's a good vibe Friday. I do apologize. Maybe I forgot to hit send on mm, the email mm, memo. That mm-hmm. uh, that is definitely on right. me, partner. Yeah, I yeah, do yeah. apologize uh, for that. However, we got a huge, huge show coming at you today. Not only on the first half of the show with all of the bets analysis and all that good stuff that we got to bring to you today, but for the second half, today's rants and reactions, special rants and reactions because we got uh ufc 263 fight card to dive deep deep into and then uh, also bringing back fan question friday so we got a little bit of uh, good stuff that we don't typically do in ransom reactions so stick around for the second half of today's show but before we go any further into today's show us being a trans full transparency show here at the talk in the line podcast let's go ahead and get right into it recap yesterday's best bets of the day here we go me and Mags both broke even on the day. Actually, up just a little bit of money, but nothing crazy. Uh, he went one and one, and I went two and two. Uh, Vegas easy win for me, and the Brooklyn Milwaukee under easy easy, easy win. Easy. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Jazz. That one I was very comfortable. I said to you off air, partner, about two and a half minutes left in the game, and I was still very comfortable. I was thinking it was going to be one of the worst beats of the season to the over, and uh, I think I. I thought my position in the under was very safe and then a couple key threes by the jazz at the end really hurt me there and then the royals first five plus a half lost one to nothing and then destroyed the a's six to one in the full game i Uh actually took the full game money line but took it off of the podcast so son of a gun uh for you my man the marlins man marlins first no sweater no sweater our wins yesterday were definitely no sweats to say the least right and then uh the loss there bizarre game in boston last night if you didn't catch that holy yep. cow you missed a game wild wild game uh it was a wild back and forth game through six and then the red sox pulled away with a handful uh six or seventh innings to pull away 12 yep. to eight but i mean it was one to one in the second inning it was uh astros had the lead seven four going into the bottom of the fifth so i had a little first five action on the side because i mean we had it on the parlay but it had lost at that point so then i added that on and then uh, the Ash- our Red Sox had a three-run bomb in the bottom of the fifth to tie it. So wild, wild game. Uh, that was an entertaining one, but uh, could not come on top. Usually when the Astros put up eight, you're probably going to feel pretty damn good about that one, especially with Zach Greinke on the yeah. mound, but yeah. uh, not the case today. Not the case whatsoever. Or yesterday. It, or yesterday, yeah. It was a wild game. If you missed it, you missed probably one of the best MLB games of the season so far. And for uh, yesterday's special play, the Triple Play Thursday parlay, much like my Royals first five pick. The Brewers screwed us. They lost some rain screwed us. Uh, some rain really screwed us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lost the first five two to one when they were getting on some momentum about to start batting, and then they ended up winning that game seven to two. So uh, really, really rough beat on the triple play Thursday parlay. But no fear here. Don't have any fear in you because we got a big special play coming at you today only two legs but paying out at 4 to 1 odds my friend so stick around for today's special play and last but not least moneyline dice handed out a 
pristine play yesterday. We gave you the Detroit Tigers run line, minus one and a half, taking the alternate run line as they were the favorite. You got it right around plus 160 and cast a real juicy ticket. Double down on it. Thanks, Dice. Thanks to the Moneyline Dice on their double down play yesterday. So they're looking to head into the weekend hot, hot, hot. So we will be sure to uh, recap the record and everything in uh, today's Moneyline Dice segment and roll of the day. Without further ado, there you go. There's the best bet. There's how we did yesterday. Not too shabby. Moneyline Dice saved us. Uh, both me and Mags made us go positive on the day. Me to 3-2, and two, him to 2-1. and one. So you love to see it. Hope you bet with us because you did go positive yesterday. So we are getting the roller coaster up the ladder. Well, I don't like to say that because roller coasters drop. Son of a bitch. I didn't mean to say that. We're not going to drop, okay? <laughs> this isn't a roller coaster. This isn't a roller coaster. It's an escalator this going is, up. This is an escalator here at the Talk in the Line podcast. The up escalator, the up one. Not, uh, the not, one that not, goes not, up. No, no eels. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. the escalator right, right, that right. goes up. I get what you're saying. Maybe an elevator. Who knows? You get the point. <laughs> but for today's show... We got a good one coming to you. Uh, starting things off, best bets of the day. You got our Mag's best bets of the day and my best bets of the day. Special play of the day is the Chicago Baseball Parlay. Uh, we'll let you know what we got coming there in the second segment of the day. Third segment, as always, the crowd favorite Moneyline Dice making their appearance, giving us their selection on an MLB play. You're going to have to stick around to find out what game they are picking today. Then for the second half of the show, once we get out of all of the analysis and bets for today, we're going to bring you the ransom reactions. Uh, we got some really, really good stuff to dive into today. Uh, if you are just tuning in, make sure you stick around to the end and uh, drop some questions in the live chat. We'll be sure to uh, answer them. Nothing is off limits. And uh, probably about halfway through, I'll send out another tweet for any of you who did not join in right from the jump. So y'all can jump in there. And then I got a nice little message for you on uh, handling some challenges in your life and uh, any challenge you might face over the weekend and going into your week and then hopefully into your life. So I'm uh, pretty excited to bring that one to you. So make sure you stick around till the very end for Colts Motivation Minutes. But for now. Cut all the nonsense, cut all the banter, stop all the gossip that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the Talking the Line podcast to get stone cold locks and run tickets to the pay window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, it's time to get into the first segment of the day. No delay, no hesitation, no more wasting time. It's time for our mags, best bets of the day. Now, let me tell you, folks, I suggest you sit up straight in your chairs, get a little sip of water, even though he's leaning down, (laughs) maybe a shot of coffee to get you woke up because he has some serious value and some serious knowledge to drop on your heads real quick. Three big picks coming at you. And without further ado, as always, partner, you have the floor. I appreciate it, my man. So as my partner. Part I did it again. Partner. Fucking partner. <laughs> As my partner mentioned, I have three plays. It is coming out of two games, however, both MLB games. First one's going to be the Houston Astros minus one and a half today versus the Minnesota Twins. You've got Jose Yerquiti on the mound for the Astros and Matt Shoemaker on the mound for the Twins. 
Your Quiddy's looking for a bounce back today after a six earn run outing last week versus Toronto. That start came after a 1.14 ERA in May. I think he's going to get back to that form and start dazzling here in June, just like he did in May there. Uh, Astros five and one straight up and to the run line in his last six games, uh, in his last six starts, I should say, should say, should and say. should say. And Matt Shoemaker, on the other hand here, has been, without a doubt, if not the worst, one of the worst pitchers in baseball, starting pitchers, that is. He's got a 7-2-8 ERA on the season, and, uh, you know, things have not gotten better on the season. They've gotten worse. 5-4-9 ERA in April, 6-1-6 in May, and his kickoff June last week, he started it with a 0.1 third of an inning outing versus the Royals, giving up six hits and eight earned runs. I can't remember if I had that on the pod, but I believe I did. And that was in a 14 to five loss to the Royals. So these Astros, on the other hand, have scored at least six runs in their last four games. That offense is cooking. We mentioned it already. They did lose yesterday, but they put up eight runs. Last 10 versus right handers, 300 batting average, 394 OBP. 5.43 runs per nine. So this offense is clipping along, and I think they stay hot today. Trends for this one, the Twins are dead last in the MLB at home to the run line partner at 9-23. and 23. Wow. Pretty abysmal to the run line at home, to say the least. Uh, and even straight up, they have a losing record as well. Uh, while the Astros here 15-14 and 14 to the run line on the road, so nothing, not barn burning, but nothing concerning there. And uh, in these matchups alone, Astros are 17-7 and over their last 24 here versus the Twins. So, needless to say, you give me just about any pitching matchup between these teams, I'm going to be leaning towards the Astros. But with Shoemaker on the mound following up that abysmal start last week, on top of all of the terrible, terrible outings he's had all season long, I do not expect anything less than at least five, six runs from this Astros offense up on this uh, Twins team here today. I 150% agree with you, partner, and I myself have a play coming out of this matchup, so I'll have a little bit additional to add on to uh, what you said, but really going to be piggybacking a lot of the analysis you sure. just dropped down uh, because it is very true that pitching matchup looms very large for the game today in Minnesota, so I love that first play, Astros minus one and a half. First play of the day, you got two more to drop down. I do. Lay number two on it, my friend. Two and three, because I mentioned this oh. is coming out of two different games. This one is going to be the Angels versus Diamondbacks, and I am taking both the Angels first. Five money line and the full game money line. You've got Mr. Shohei Otani on the mound for the Angels versus Merrill Kelly, righty for the D-backs. Otani has been solid as can be. 2.76 ERA, two, two, two earned runs or less over his four of his last five games. He's facing a D-backs team today that over their last 10 games versus righties hitting 192 batting average, 237 OBP, and 2.06 runs per nine. They have lost their last seven and 0 and 6 to the run line over their last six, one of the coldest teams in the major leagues right now. Merrill Kelly, 5.12 ERA on the season. He had a 4.1 ERA in May, so starting to get a little bit better. He's not lighting the world on fire. I think he kind of sticks to that 4.1 uh, 4 ERA that you saw in May. Uh, but he's given at least three earned runs in five of his last seven outings. Uh, so like I said, not lighting the world on fire, not getting totally beat up, but he's uh, you, know, you can basically pencil him in for at least three earned runs. D-backs have lost his last six starts and are 1-4-1 one, one 
in the first five innings of those games. They are facing an Angels team here that is five and one straight up over their last six, and they are averaging seven runs per game during that stretch. Over their last five versus righties, 283 batting average, 368 OBP, and 8.33 runs per nine. First five run in, first five runs on the season. Angels are sixth in the majors with 2.84, while the Diamondbacks are all the way down at 22nd, 2.17. And at home for the Diamondbacks, first five runs allowed, they are second to last in the entire league with 3.07 or allowed in those first five innings. Give me every bit of the Angels' first five and the full game money line. I am a little bit surprised that this uh, price is as uh, as tasty as it is. I would expect at least minus 150. Right now it's right around that minus 135 spot. So not terrible odds, and I am going to scoop both of these up all day long. I would 150% agree with you, my friend. Uh, no question whatsoever. Uh, I, I really think that you're uh, right on there, too, with the fact that this should be a little bit longer, a little bit more. I'm not yeah. too uh, not too certain as to exactly why that is the case, but uh, hey, I will gladly take that. Uh, apologize this morning before we do move along. If we do have any stream issues, um, look like we just had a little something, something happened there. I'm not sure. Uh, we've been getting notifications but typically once we get past about the first 15 minutes stream settles down everything and we get locked in but partner thank you so much for your uh three best bets of the day there coming out of two games no problem anything else you need to uh drop down on the folks uh no that'll be it all right friend thank you very much i appreciate it and i know those folks do too so if you're riding with our mags make sure you lock those bad boys in as fast as you can at whatever the current line you are finding them at on your favorite sports book So let's keep the train moving. Stay right on the money train. Keep it rolling down the tracks, if you will, and get into the second half of the first segment of the day. That is now my best bets of the day. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, first things first, I got three best bets coming at you today. Now, first things first, the uh, first game I am taking, I got uh, two MLB games coming at you and one NBA game coming at you. For the first MLB game of the day, I am rolling on over to the matchup between the Atlanta Braves and the Miami. Ooh, that was rough. Miami Marlins. Uh, This stream is really messing with me right now. (laughs) I fucking hate this so much. Uh, Taking the Miami Marlins first five run line plus a half. Let's trudge along. Why am I taking this one? Well, Atlanta is coming off of a hard-fought series against Philadelphia where they took a 1-2 series loss. They were on the road in Philly, and now they got to go into Miami. These boys are going to be tired, and uh, Miami, on the other hand, is actually coming off of a 2-1 series victory uh, over Colorado. Now, Colorado hasn't been good on the road, but that was a big morale booster for that team, and their bats have all of a sudden woken up again, and I think that plays really large in this matchup as Atlanta bats have kind of slowed down which has been really surprising, partner, uh, over the last uh, week, week and a half or so here. And it just seems over the last couple of days now, Miami is finally getting out of that slump that they have found themselves in all season long. So I like them to continue to get hotter and hotter and hotter, them being the Marlins. But I also really like this pitching matchup here today. Now you got Charlie Morton on the mound for the Braves and then Sandy Alcantara on the mound for the Marlins. Now, Charlie Morton has burned me a few times this season, but I think this is a really bad spot for him against the Marlins. 
Marlins as he's actually already faced the Marlins once this season. It was his opening day or his starting uh, first start rather uh, of this season. And uh, he got beat up pretty nice. Went six innings, allowed seven hits, had nine Ks with only two walks. So it was okay on command, but did allow five earned runs. It was not a good outing for Morton, and uh, he has not been really solid at all this season. Been pretty mediocre, uh, run-of-the-mill kind of pitcher. Sometimes he'll have a good a good day at the plate, but I don't think it's going to be today, or good day on the mound, but I don't think it's going to be today because Miami against Morton in his career is averaging 313 at the plate with a 342 OBP and an 827 OPS. Okay. So needless to say, Miami beats the mess out of Morton when sure. they see him. And uh, I think that trend continues very heavily here today. And they lost that game five to three in the first five innings. So I like that trend also to continue. Now as for Alcantara, he has been a money man for the Marlins so far this season. And he actually faced the Braves as well. And the opposing pitcher was Huascar Yanoa, who is who, as we all know, has been on the IL for quite some time now. So Yanoa was really, really, really dominant against um, the Marlins in that game. The Braves ended up winning the first five innings two to one. However, is Morton anywhere near Yanoa? No, sir. You already see him shaking his head. That is not even comparable to a matchup. Uh, for Alcantara in 10 starts this year, he's gone 79 innings, got a 3-5 and five record. Uh, the Marlins losing it for him in the late innings. Uh, 3.30 ERA with 74 Ks and only 22 walks. He's allowing a 215 batting average with a 276 OBP and a beautiful 1.06 whip. I love Alcantara to dominate the Braves here today, most especially because the Braves have not hit him well in their careers. This lineup, this Braves lineup, averaging 170 at the plate against Alcantara with a 298 OBP and a 704 OPS. Most notably, the guys that the Braves need to get their offense chug-a-lugging throughout the day. Acuna, 100 batting average against Alcantara, Albies with a 250 batting average, and Freeman with a 182 batting average. I absolutely love that. And one final thought. I don't think the first five inning runs per game uh, stats matter here. As I said at the top, the Braves bats are cooling down, Marlins bats heating up, but I do think the first five inning runs per game allowed does matter because these defenses have not changed. Miami is 10th in the MLB in first five inning runs per game allowed, averaging 2.21 with an average of 1.59 at home. So very, very limited runs at home for this Marlins team. They aren't allowing a whole bunch in the first five. And Atlanta is 19th in the MLB, allowing 2.67 first five inning runs per game with an average of 2.46 on the road. So if you're giving me about a run there, I will gladly take this. And if you're going to give me the Marlins plus a half with a much better pitcher on the mound. I'll take that every day of the week. So there you go. First play of the day, Marlins first five plus a half. I love it, man. I am right there with you. We find ourselves talking about this Marlins team quite a bit, and it's because their pitching rotation is so damn good. Or, uh, you know, like in many cases, you said that offense for quite a while was struggling, struggling, struggling. Right. But uh, they're starting to heat it up, and it's hard to pass up the combination of that. And uh, like you said, this defense mm-hmm. has not changed, and Sandy Alcantara is the guy. Yeah, I was uh, I was honestly comparing um, Aguilar to your boy Abreu. 
they were kind of both in that slump, two massive power okay. hitters, big guys, and now they're starting to creep yeah. out of that hole now. And Aguilar had a big game last night, so I, I think yeah. those guys continued on here tonight. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And definitely in the first five innings. So there you go. Moving on to my second pick of the day, and we're going to go just in chronological order down the slate. This is my NBA play, and once again, I am going to a total, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is a sharp play. Went one and one yesterday and was oh so close to going two and oh. So I only wanted to play one and I am very confident in this. So for my second pick, I am taking the Philadelphia 76ers versus Atlanta Hawks under 224 and a half. Let me tell you why, my friends. This one, obviously, like I just said, it is another handicapping play for me. This is all looking at lines, money, and bet percentages and leaving out all of the playoff scenario and the players' names that are actually going to be on the court. Now, this line did open up at 223.5, and and it has already ticked up to 224.5. Wanted to give you a little live action because it has actually already moved in our favor the bet percent and money percent split since I wrote it down on my notes. It is now the under, despite it moving up a point that the the total being, the under is getting 42% of bets and 61% of money. That was right around where the Milwaukee and Brooklyn game was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And if you rode that with me, ladies and gentlemen, it was a no doubter. Both teams did not even make it out of the 80s for their full uh, team point totals. If you don't believe me there, let me give you a couple key trends I'm looking at. Atlanta, 42 and 37 to the under overall this season, three and two to the under in their last five, and eight and two to the under in their last 10. Atlanta is also 21 and 17 to the under as a home team and 7-4 and four to the under playing on two days rest. Not to mention Atlanta 29-21 and 21 to the under when they're playing a team that is also playing on two days rest or on equal rest. Philadelphia 23-15 and 15 to the under as an away team. You wouldn't think that with them being so dominant, but their defense does travel well. The under is also 17-9 and nine in their last games uh, playing as an away favorite. So I absolutely love to see that here as well. Philadelphia 7-5 and five to the under playing on two days rest and the under is 5-1 and one in their last six games playing on two days rest and Philadelphia is 39-35 and 35 to the under in night games this season. You would obviously look at this thing right off the bat. You see this total 224 and a half. Ah, that's chump change. They're going to blow right through right. that. No question. And that's what the books want you to think. That's why this is a sharp play. I 150%, I've already said it, I believe the Philadelphia defense travels extremely well, and I believe the Hawks step up on that side of the ball tonight in addition. I think this is a very, very defensive game tonight. It's going to go back and forth with the 76ers potentially pulling away at the end, or maybe even the Hawks. I do like the Hawks to at least take one game at home, and this might be the one, but I think either side is too risky, but this total is screaming my name. So for my second best bet of the day, I am taking the under 224.5 in the 76ers versus Hawks tonight. I like it, man. You, uh, yeah, you mentioned it. You were staying away from the storylines and whatnot, but I, I'm totally with you on uh, all the extra stuff you added at the end. Philly's defense can travel, and uh, Atlanta's defense has to slow down and beat in the rest of the mm-hmm. rest of the Sixers' offense if right. they want to have a chance. So I, uh, I like your chances on this one, partner. Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. 
Let's drop number three on you guys and keep this show moving right on down the tracks. Here we go. Number three, I am going back to the game, partner, between the Houston Astros and the Minnesota Twins. And I, too, am taking the Houston side of the field, but I am only going to go for the first five innings. I don't want any messy nonsense happening again here tonight, but I am very, very confident in it. So I'm going to take the Houston Astros first five run line minus a half run. I do love them to uh, win this one outright. No question, especially as my partner said with Shoemaker on the mound, they're going to jump on him early and often. They are pissed that they lost that game last night. That was such a bizarre loss. They did get the series win two to one, but they are going to be so ready to come out and put some more runs up here real fast. And Matt Shoemaker, not to mention, is somebody that you don't need to be putting your money on. And also, this uh, Minnesota team has really been struggling to put up runs in the first five. They've been a comeback team. They came back against the Yankees uh, right. a couple games ago, but I think in it was the last night too, yeah, last night. But in the first. Five innings over their last 10 games. The Twins are 1-7-2 and two straight up. That is a consistent trend they are putting together now compared to the Houston Astros that are 7-2-1 and one in the first five innings in their last 10 games. So both teams going in opposite directions here, if you will. Now, a little bit more does it for me here on the pitching matchup. Your Quiddy, as you said, partner, he has been dominant, dominant, dominant. I think he does have a little bit more inflated ERA of a 3.76 just mm -hmm. because his last outing, he is coming off of his worst outing of right. the season. So I think this is going to be a big, big bounce back game for your Quiddy. He's a young guy. He's only 26. I mean, he, he this is this is his deal. I did not realize he was only 26 until I looked that up. He right. looks like he's uh, at least in his <laughs> mid-30s. 36. Uh, but uh, he is a great pitcher. Uh, 47 Ks, only 10 walks on the season and a 1.07 whip. So I, it, absolutely beautiful. And then uh, you did mention mentioned it partner that shoemaker coming off that worst start third of an inning six hits one k two walks eight earned runs and nine yeah. runs total that is uh just not an arm that i'm trying to get behind and he's been real bad overall but one thing you didn't mention is houston versus shoemaker mm. that is also where i'm keying in go on. ahead this Houston Astros lineup, 264 batting average against Shoemaker with a 323 OBP and a whopping 832 OPS namely Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman, 345 batting average and 500 batting average against Shoemaker, respectively. So I will gladly, gladly, gladly take the Houston Astros in the first five, and you should too, because they're going to lay the hammer down early and quite often on Matt Shoemaker here today. So third pick of the day, Houston Astros, first five, run line. You know I'm all over with you, my man. These uh, these twins keep, uh, I think finally today, they aren't getting uh, that... I don't know if it's the public or these books keep thinking the 2019 and 2020 twins are going to walk through the door and mm. it's just not happening. And uh, the ads kind of reflect that today with Shoemaker on the mound. But all season long, they keep getting a little bit more respect than they should be getting. Yeah, I, I definitely have to agree with you there. And especially against this red hot Astros yeah. team right now. Yeah. Give me all of the strolls, my friend. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. My three best bets are Mag's three best bets. Six in total. If you can't do basic math, you got them all. Make sure you get them in right now, but we will be sure to recap them if you missed any of them at whatever the current best line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. Let's keep it moving. Here we go, folks. Special play of the day. The Chicago Baseball Parlay, or if you want to be short, 
the Chicago Parlay. Here we go. You know the homers we are. Me, my cubbies, Mags, his socks. It's just a fact of life. But we did some research, we dug deep, and uh, we put together a little something-something with some serious juice here today. Yeah. So, partner, I'll let you go right on ahead. Go homer out as much as you want. Okay. And give me the first, and all these fine people, the first leg of the Chicago Baseball Parlay for this beautiful Friday of bets. I will do just that. Uh, this one will actually be, as far as time-wise, going to be the second leg of this parlay. But we are taking my White Sox minus one and a half tonight versus the Tigers. You've got Lucas Giolito on the mound for the Sox and Tarek Skubal for the Tigers left-hander. Now, Giolito getting better on the season here after a struggling May, or a struggling April. Excuse me. 2-4-1 ERA here in May. Gave up a few last week versus these Tigers uh, to start off June here. And he did give up a few earlier on in the season to the Tigers when he was struggling a little bit. So that all leads me to say that this man is looking for a revenge game against these Tigers. He has had some solid success against them in the past. And he does not like to have three outings in a row to a division team like these pesky Tigers. Not one that's fighting for any playoff contention. Mm. He wants to dominate them tonight. Now, Scooball, on the other hand, has got a 4-3-3 ERA. And he actually held the Sox down last week through five. I don't think that's happening today. Sox jump on lefties when they can. Uh, they did it last night to uh, Hyunjin Ryu, put up three mm-hmm. in the first inning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we get at least two or three here in the first couple innings again. You mentioned it with your Astros analysis, uh, career versus Shoemaker. Here for the Sox tonight, Abreu, Anderson, Moncada, top three hitters for the White Sox, combined for a 7-13 and 13 career versus Scooball. Those guys are going to be lighting up the scoreboard tonight, my friend. And uh, this White Sox team has dominated the Tigers the last two or three years. And I believe that continues once again tonight and all weekend long. I do believe you are correct, sir. And uh, as much as it pains me to say it from time to time, I am all over the first leg of the White Sox minus one and a half. I think they get the job done real well here against Tyreek Scooball being a lefty. So Mm -hmm. uh, you always love to see that. Now for the second leg. Over to my team, the Chicago Cubbies. We are also taking the Cubs on the run line. Now, you might wonder, okay, well, Hendricks isn't starting. What in the heck are you guys thinking? Well, Cole Stewart has now officially got the announcement uh, facing Johan Oviedo for the birdies. Now, the birdies are coming in to Chicago, and uh, we've already played one series against the Cardinals, and we did take the first game of the series 12-3. to mm-hmm. uh, Absolutely destroyed Carlos Martinez, and am I saying that um, Oviedo is as bad as Martinez? No, but I'm also saying that Oviedo is no good. He's also given up at least two runs in all but one of his six starts so far this season, and outside of that, he also gave up three and four earned runs in two of those starts so he's really 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 been giving up runs and hasn't been super dominant has only got out of the fourth inning one time uh, for this Cardinals pitching rotation now as for Cole Stewart only pitched two times so far he's getting worked into the rotation and I really really like what I've seen coming off of that rough game against San Francisco but that's the Giants they're hitting so hot right now against righties gave up seven hits three earned runs but had five K's and two walks game before that 
he faced the red-hot San Diego Padres and actually pitched really well, only allowed three hits with no earned runs, two Ks, and a walk over five innings. So I think he repeats some of that similar performance uh, from the first game against San Diego. Nice little bounce back for him here today. And my boys are just too gosh darn hot. I mean, they are too hot. They took two out of three from the Padres. The last one, three to one, one before that, seven to one. They're limiting runs. The pitchers, I don't know what Tommy Hadovy has been feeding them, but mm-hmm. they are getting it done. The starting rotation is getting it done. I I absolutely love it here today. I love Cole Stewart to limit it, not give up more than a run or two. And I like Oviedo to at least give up three or four and then give me all of the St. Louis Cardinals bullpen against this Cubs lineup right now that is just mashing opposing bullpens and the cards really haven't been super, super dominant. So I will gladly hammer uh, this bad boy in the Cubs minus one and a half and uh, see this one ending right around the five two mark. I'm uh, I'm gonna go and go ahead and say that the Cubs light it up today because okay. uh, the only thing you didn't mention is that the city of Chicago is 110 percent open today, raucous, and the, the Wrigley Stadium is going to be 100 percent packed for their biggest rival. That is first true. time in the season. That is and, true. And uh, as much as it pains me to say, oftentimes I really believe that that is going to put some juice into that Cubs lineup and they are going to light up Oviedo today. So I'm going to add against my better uh, better judgment and fandom, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's going to be a a big, big cubby win for you today. Pat. Yeah, that's kind of what I was I was thinking along those and lines. You were being a little timid, not yeah. trying to be too homery. I don't want to get too homery. I'm going to go ahead and do it for you. But I appreciate it because <laughs> I was thinking that shit. I think the birdies are coming in today and we are going to put them on nothing but the damn bench. They ain't yeah. doing nothing at Wrigleyville. The city jerseys are coming out this weekend. It is fucking time. Yeah. 100% capacity. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. it's Christmas, boys and girls. It's Christmas. The Cubbies are d- going to destroy the cards tonight and your socks are going to destroy this. the Detroit Tigres. Yeah. So, two legs. White Sox, minus one and a half. Cubs, minus one and a half. You parlay those bad boys up. FanDuel Sportsbook, you're getting uh, right around plus 400. Anywhere else, you might get a little bit above plus 400, but right around in that plus 400 ballpark, parlay those two bad boys up. Juicy, juicy. And I mean, it is a good two-legger. Let's get another special play to the window this week. Get a little extra dough added into the bankroll, if you will, and... uh, Get off this doggone special play losing streak. I'm done with it. I'm feeling yeah. good. I'm feeling good about this one. So let's hit it. There it is. The Chicago baseball parlay. Well, while we're at it, we might as well just keep this super speed pace going and get into uh, the best bets of the day recap. In case you missed anything or didn't uh, hear one of the best bets, you joined a little late, whatever the case might be. Here we go. Today's best bets of the day. We are in the beautiful Wrigley Field. I appreciate you so <laughs> much. The sun-drenched, ivy-covered walls. If you would look to the left side of your screen, you will see our mag's best bets of the day. His three picks coming at you right now. Houston Astros, minus one and a half. Los Angeles Angels, first five, money line. And the Los Angeles Angels, full game, money line. As for me, 
turn your attention to the right side of the screen. I too am taking the Houston Astros, but on the first five run line, minus one and a, or minus a half, I do apologize. The Miami Marlins, first five run line plus a half, and Philadelphia 76ers versus the Atlanta Hawks under 224 and a half. You just got the Chicago baseball parlay. Now you see it. Cubs minus one and a half. White Sox minus one and a half. Parlayed for about plus four hundred. So you got seven best bets of the day coming at you. Six plus a two for parlay. I am feeling a clean sweep. I got the brooms out of the closet. They're ready to rock and roll. There's no cobwebs on them, and I'm ready to get all six of these bad boys to the pay window. So if you're riding with us, you know the deal. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you like to say. Just make sure you get them in at whatever the current best line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you would turn your attention to the lower left portion of your screen... You will see our friends, the crowd favorite, the popular, all-knowing Moneyline Dice. Had a terrific evening. We said at the top of the show. Uh, e, uh, afternoon. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. A terrific afternoon. Uh, got the minus one and a half run line. Pretty juicy plus 156 odds, I do believe is what I Something locked around it in. There. So got a nice W. Uh, for the dice uh, record, do you have that handy? You didn't um, toss it on I there. I had it somewhere. I believe it is... I swear it was on here somewhere. It, oh, no, it's right there. Yeah, yeah. 13, 18, and 1. Beautiful. So we're 13, 18, and 1. We're slowly crawling back. As I always say, the dice are chip, chip, chipping away at that record, and they are trying to get back even. Well, today, they told us they're ready for it. So without further ado, let's get into today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. You see there... MLB play, Toronto Blue Jays versus Boston Red Sox. Here we go. Moneyline Dice have entered the TTL studios and are live on set, ladies and gentlemen. Love to see it. Here we go. Don't forget, something new to the Moneyline Dice segment coming on Monday. Mm -hmm. So uh, (laughs) make sure you tune in. Got to do a little testing first, but... <clears throat> and as you all know, I am not an IT guy, so it might take a little bit didn't of go to school for that. finessing and finagling until I get it perfect, but uh, do plan on rolling it out Monday. Quick sip of H2O. How are we feeling today, Dice? Looking good, looking good in that shiny, shiny uh, studio lights here. All right, shake it out, get it moving, get it grooving. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I actually don't have the correct dice out right now. Got to make sure I actually do. We need the home away dice, not the over-under dice. There we go. Wrong one. All right, hot dog. All right, just told you the matchup. MLB, Boston Red Sox, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays are on the road in Fenway, and the Red Sox obviously being the home team. Partner. Could you oblige us and uh, let us know what we got as far as money line and run line odds, sir? Sure. Or they are moving a little bit. When we uh, were writing this down, it was minus 130 for the Red Sox. It's getting closer to minus 120. It's at minus 122. Blue Jays will be plus 106 um, on the run line. Red Sox minus one and a half at plus 155. And the Blue Jays plus one and a half at minus 170. The over under is set at nine and a half. 
Okay, I appreciate that, good sir. And going forward, just so you guys uh, know as well, um, when there was one like yesterday, the Tigers, they were favored on the money line, but were plus a half or plus a run and a half on the run line. Mm-hmm. So when it's a situation like that, they're favored. We just take the alternate run line yeah. of the minus one and a half. So that's the reason why if you guys played the one and a half, mm, sorry, but we did say alternate run line. So I sure. uh, just wanted to say that too going forward. But for today, we ain't really got to worry about that because it's pretty clear cut and concise. Right. And plus one and a half really isn't too much. No, 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 not too bad. So, Without further ado, let's get the first dice out. The traditional wake-up roll. There oh, that's we a good, go. That later. was a good shake. Oh, oh let me drop one. Oh, hell. I'll redo it. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, goodness gracious sakes on Friday. Okay, here we go. I'll redo it. Get him woke up. There we go. Back and woke. All right. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Here we go. Everything's okay. Everything's all right. All right, first roll of the day, home or away. Will it be the Blue Jays or the Red Sox? We will all soon find out in three, in two, in one. Away, away team. Blue Jays. Slide that bad boy this direction. All right. Second roll, as you know, always money line or ATS. Are we taking some juicy odds, a little plus money on the hot Toronto Blue Jays? We're going to take a little chalk on the plus one and a half. We will soon find out in three, in two, in one. Money line. Love to see it, guys. Love to see it. But hey, that third dice. So the third dice, as you all know, the wild card roll of the day. Are they going to double down? Are they going to tell us to re-roll everything? Or are they just going to skip the teams and tell us to take the total two? We will all find out in three, in two. In one. Double fucking Double down. down. I love it. Double I fucking, fucking love it. Away money line. Doubling down for the second straight In the day. dice we trust. I love it, dice. All right, my friend. Well, as always, and quite possibly for the last time, uh-huh. hint, 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 I'm going to come up and uh, show you guys what's coming, what you got, just to confirm Partner, if you like anything about this matchup in particular, lay a little bit of knowledge down, and uh, I'll see you folks in a few minutes here. Yeah, another situation where once we finish the roll, I uh, I like what the dice are putting down here. You've got Ross Stripling versus Garrett Richards for the pitching matchup here, and Ross Strip- Stripling, while he's got a 4.71 ERA, he uh, he's been turning things around the last few starts. Last three start, last three starts, 17 innings pitched, only two earned runs allowed. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's starting to deal. They won their last two with him on the mound. It was real rough for a minute there. Uh, he had a handful of starts, a couple uh, four earned run starts, six earned run starts, but he's turning things around. Did give up six earned runs to the Red Sox in May. So I'm uh, not sure if uh, he's got a bounce back in him against these Red Sox. But Garrett Richards for the Red Sox has been decent himself. Uh, giving up pretty consistently two, three, two or three, two or three earned runs. So I uh, love some plus money here. Blue Jays coming off of a two out of three series loss to my White Sox. So I like them to bounce back today. And uh, love that the dice are doubling down. Partner, where you at? The dice have spoken! Double down for the second day in a row. Second day in a row, they are so confident in their picks that they're going to take two of them. They are 
going to tell us the exact same play with three dice. So if you want to guarantee, take a ticket to the window today. Lock it in right now. Toronto Blue Jays money line. The dice have doubled down and they have spoken. I love it. In the dice, we trust. I trust it. I Woo! really trust it today. I thank like you, it. Dice. Yes, thank you, Dice. We appreciate it. Hell of a roll today. Hell of a roll, boys. Hell of a roll. <laughs> Hell of a roll, Dice. Way to show All out. Right. <laughs> there we have it. I, man, you know, I I had to do uh, one one final uh, big hurrah there for the Dice have spoken. I don't know what I'm going to do from here on out. May, oh, oh, actually. You can I can still do the same thing. Actually, I got some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I got some talking good about stuff. Here? But that, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. <laughs> that one uh, got over to the outside of the uh, of the shot, and that one came to my head. Mm-hmm. So uh, Saw the chair kind of. Kind of move a little bit. Well, but, shaking yeah, a little, little bit there. A little shake. That's I when got, I started the left. Yeah. But uh, here we go. Uh, one final reminder, as always, if you want your own set of Moneyline dice, roll right alongside the crew when your brain is spinning in knots and the smoke is rolling out of your ears because all of the gears turning because all of the analysis and lines and spreads and movement and money and bets and shit you're trying to look at. Don't rack your brain. Take a breath. Roll the Moneyline dice and we got a good code for you. Second link you're going to see in this episode's description is the Moneyline Dice uh, website. And if you go there, we also put the code in for you so you can get 10% off your order. That code is TTL10. Uh, It is right down there in the description, so you can't miss it. Make sure you go to MoneylineDice.com. Get your own set of dice so you can start rolling with us or one of the other killer products that they have on their website. MoneylineDice.com will most likely because it has for us become your new favorite way to bet. Yeah. There you have it. Today's money line dice roll of the day real quick one more time while I get situated and all back into order here. Let's recap the best bets of the day one more time. All right. Our mags picks on the left Astros minus one and a half Angels first five money line and Angels full game money line. Mia on the right, Astros first five minus a half, Marlins first five plus a half, and Philly Atlanta under 224 and a half. You got the Chicago baseball parlay, Cubs minus one and a half, White Sox minus one and a half, and the dice have now officially spoken. Toronto Blue Jays, money line for the money line dice roll of the day. Whoo, boy. All right. Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The first half of today's show all of the bets all of the analysis all of the trends we are looking at and what we are anticipating on taking to the window if you are one of the kind folks that just stops by for the uh, daily bets the daily analysis all of the good stuff in between and you're about to head on out of here first things first thank you so much for stopping by we hope you have a spectacular rest of your friday and a great start to your weekend but don't stay away too long y'all come on back now you hear we got more sports books to bankrupt and you know we need your help doing it one play at a time so we will see you guys right back here on monday peace and love but For you TTL faithful that stick around for the second half of every show, it is time to rock and roll. There's a one R&R. How about the second R&R? Today's rants and reactions. Oh, baby. Ooh, baby. Oh, baby. I got to do something a little special. Okay. Going to blow your mind real quick because you're not even anticipating I don't know what's happening. 
said uh, was going to do this a few weeks back when we had a good big card. Okay. You're getting announced today. We are live from the Talking the Line production studios in Chicago for UFC 263 main card parlay and pick review. Introducing first, fighting out of the red corner. This man stands five foot ten inches tall, weighing in unofficially at 165 pounds. He is a freestyle fighter and a better at heart. The man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself. Riley Armax Magnuson. Welcome home, partner. You uh, <laughs> you uh, appreciate the undersell on my weight, but uh, you undersold my height, which is uh, you know, hey, either yeah, or in between. Yeah, to- yeah. Total guess. Yeah. Uh, but wanted to bring out my best buffer impression yeah, it was today. Good. No, it was good because, ladies and gentlemen, we got UFC 263 on tap. Now, if you did catch it in the uh, intro of my partner there. We are uh, bringing you my main card parlay. Got that to dish out at you. Uh, we might give you a few picks in between. And uh, then we'll tell you guys about uh, some of the fights you should be watching, some of the stuff you should be checking out. So, partner, I'm going to rip open the old ESPN app here. Anywhere in particular you would like to start, good sir. Did I you don't have know. anything? I've got the odds pulled up right here. All right. Well, let's rock and roll. So first things first, um, might as well, let's run through the card, and then one of the last things we'll do, I'll give you the main card parlay. So um, I, I will uh, talk about the fights and then um, let you know if I have a pick out of each one of those, and then if you got a pick too, sure. and then uh, we'll give you the main card parlay after that. So here we go. Uh, first fight of the evening, Carlos Felipe and Jake Collier. This one is the, uh, heavyweight banger. Um, should be, uh, should be a really good scrap. Uh, Collier is actually, or Collier, I can't remember exactly, but, uh, he's actually a really good fighter. Both these guys are great fighters at heavyweight. Carlos Felipe is actually a Brazilian. And if you are a fan of the TTL pod and my UFC analysis, you know, hashtag don't bet against Brazilians. Uh, so first fight of the night should be a, uh, explosion fest to get things started. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know these guys too, all too well, so I don't have much to add on that one. Not high ranked in the heavyweights. Right. Not, not one of the prominent names, obviously, sure. you, you wouldn't know. Uh, then you got lightweight for the second matchup. Uh, Ferrari Ziam and Luigi Vandramini. Vandramini, once again, Brazilian. Hashtag don't bet against Brazilians. Okay. Uh, he is coming in as a plus 115 favorite. I really like those lines in UFC fights. Uh, let me tell you that. First things first, uh, not too sure about either one of these guys. Uh, Ziam is 11 and three. Vandorami is nine and one. So still cutting their teeth early. I don't, I want to say these two guys, both of them have only had one, one UFC fight. Um, if I am not mistaken, it would take me a little bit to get into that. Uh, we were obviously they're not huge, big names, so we don't have to go all the way down that rabbit hole, but, uh, this one should be a nice little lightweight scrap. Just guys, uh, trying to get some ranking, get some names in the lightweight division. Then for the third fight, you got Chase Hooper and Steven Peterson. Okay. Uh, really excited about this fight. This fight should be really, really good. Um, Chase Hooper obviously looks like a little kid. Yeah, he uh, does. A little 21 years kid. old. And uh, then you got Peterson that looks like uh, a mean, scary man. And uh, I hate to say it, but I think Hooper takes this one. Uh, Hooper is a great fighter. He um, He's part of that... Um, 
Oh, with Ben Askren and all, all the little curly hair guys. They got a little posse that rolls around. Okay. And they like to say that stuff. But Hooper is um, four and one in his last five. So he, and, and all of his wins have come by stoppage. So either submission, KO, TKO. So I think Hooper takes this one. I think um, I'm right there with you on he, that one. He's got the reach, he's got a little bit of the height. And I think, I mean, he's, he's got some of the numbers too, as far as significant strikes, significant, significant strike landed, all that good stuff. I mean, he, I think he takes this one and, and not to mention Peterson two and three in his last five. Right. So, so. Ah, Hooper's hot. Hooper's hot. Give me Hooper to tell you the truth yeah, on that plus one. Plus hundred. So. so yeah. So that might be a, a little side play. I uh, suggest you put a little, little sprinkling on Chase Hooper, but also a great fight to watch. Probably going to be a three round banger yeah. if uh, Chase doesn't finish it off. Then you got, oh, hello, uh, Matt Frivola versus Terrence McKinney. Uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, I believe Terrence McKinney should fight. Maybe he hasn't cleared COVID or maybe he hasn't weighed in officially yet this morning because uh, okay. he, he is grayed out. Um, but yeah, I, I do. He believe... just hasn't fought in the UFC yet. Oh, so that that could be as uh, yeah. why as well. But Terrence McKinney is a bad, bad dude. I will tell you that. Um, he tore it up there in the LFA for a while. Uh, he, he's a bad guy. So, uh, we'll see what he can do coming in. Uh, Frivola, Matt Frivola, uh, the Steamroller. I do believe they call him. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's a killer. He's a great fighter too. So, know. uh, on that side, I. Yeah, I mean, Favola's minus 240 favorite, but uh, tends to be in some of these UFC fights, word from the wise, that uh, you get into those plus 200s and minus 200s, any more than that, and the favorite tends to lose. Sometimes. It's kind of bizarre. Sometimes. It's kind of bizarre. uh, More often than not. Right. Uh, next fight up, uh, women's bantamweight, Penny Kianzad and Alexis Davis. Could not tell you a damn thing about either one of those the young ladies. I'm sure they are great fighters, but I do not dive deep into the women's bantamweight. Now, women's strawweight, give me all of that nonsense, but uh, women's bantamweight, eh, not too sure who those ladies are, so I will not be having anything on that one. But for my next bet of the day, ladies and gentlemen, oh boy. You got Ma- Mavsar Evloev, uh, yeah, Evloev, Mazvar Evloev versus Hakim Duwadu. Hakim Duwadu is one of my favorite fighters on the UFC roster. Uh, he has been ripping it up for a while. He's 12-1-1. Uh, coming off that first loss, I do believe, I can tell you right uh, right off the bat, he actually is not. He has yeah, been five uh, in a row. absolutely five raking. In a row. Uh, yeah, he just has had a little bit of a layoff. He hasn't fought uh, since late 2020. So it's just been a little while for Hakeem since we've seen him. But I think he comes out and returns to dominant form. He's got a 5.16 significant strike landed and a 49.54 accuracy percent with those significant strikes. So give me all of Hakeem on this You're one. taking him. Okay. This, yeah, for uh, another this side Evlo bet. of his 14 and 0. Good. He's uh, due for due his first for a loss. loss. Okay. Yeah. And uh, a little other piece of advice, Hakeem and Izzy are really good friends. And mm. generally when they fight on the same card together, they both win. Oh, okay. So uh, like Dewadu at plus 200, baby, give me all of that. Even though I always tell you don't bet against these Russian bastards. Right. Cause That's fair. They fight bears growing up. But there's my pick there. Uh, next one, Lauren Murphy versus Joanne Calderwood. Wow, this should be a scrap and a half. I can't even lie to you. Joanne Calderwood is actually really, really good. But Lauren Murphy talks about it time in and time out that uh, they they try and kind of just 
keep her bouncing around and and give her fighters that uh, should probably beat her. But then she comes out as the underdog and wins. She actually beat your girl Roxanne Modafferi a few fights yeah, back. She did. So. Uh, you know, I, I'm high on Lauren Murphy, especially with her in the underdog role, plus 120. Joanne Calderwood has been raking. I, I can't lie to you at all there. I mean, she's got a 6.59 significant strikes with a 56% landed percent on that. Yeah, she's been fighting some big fighters. Yeah, she's been fighting really big names. I mean, she right. yeah, yeah, names, she, she lost to Chukagian and lost to Maya. Uh, so those are obviously two of the best right, women's right. straw weights, uh, definitely in the top 10 at least. But uh, three and two in her last five. I think this one's going to be a scrap and have. I think this one goes all three rounds and um, potentially Murphy. Ah, no, Calderwood's going to get this say, one by I, decision. I'm leaning Calderwood. Calderwood's going to get this one by decision, I do believe. So uh, there's there's my kind of side pick there. And then let's see, Eric Anders, Darren Stewart, uh, a couple of guys that have uh, been around for a good amount of time. Uh, would say Darren Stewart uh, would be my first initial reaction. I think this one's going to be a scrap and a half. Both these guys are actually really, really similarly matched. Uh, it could go either way. So it's a rematch, actually. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about a draw. that. I forgot about that. Three so, yeah. months ago. So draw. that is exactly why I was so iffy about this. I knew there was something I was missing. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't take a side in this, but this is going to be a really good fight to watch um, in the light heavies. So 205 is fun, fun, especially uh, with stuff shaping up now. You got uh, legendary Polish power, Jan Black. Blackowitz holding, uh, still holding down the fort on right. top of uh, top of the mountain. He is the king, but uh, some guys are quickly coming, yeah, coming his are. way. No we'll see what happens there. Uh, then you get into the good stuff. Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell. Uh, Brad Riddell is one of the city kickboxing dudes who uh, trains with Izzy, so you always love to see those guys on the same card as him. I would 150% take Brad Riddell, no question in my mind. Um, he, he has been on a little bit of a rough streak. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's all right. Drew Dober's also really, really good, but... I, I love backing all the city kickboxing guys when they fight on the same card. Okay. Uh, j- just because that, I mean, it's it's a whole different level. Yeah, know? so I don't know much about Rydell. I have seen Drew Dober fight a few times, and I do like what I see there. He got submitted last time out three months ago. Uh, knockout TKO was the last three fights before that. So okay. I... Uh, yeah, I don't know if this is a smart play by any means because I haven't seen too much of Brad Rydell, but I have enjoyed watching Drew Dober fight when he does. So, yeah, FanDuel Sportsbook, Sons of Guns, they uh, they usually break it up into main card and whatnot, but uh, it'll be all right. We'll get it. We'll get it. All right. So actually, now we are getting into the main card. That was the last. That was the feature prelim. Yep. The uh, Drew Dober versus Brad Rydell is the feature prelim. So uh, let's get in to the main card parlay. Here we go. Uh, I'm, I always am so damn excited. If you tailed me on last week's, uh, missed it by one. And it was my favorite fighter on the parlay, Miguel Baeza. And, uh, if you didn't hear me talk about it before, came out the exact game plan that I talked about, he was going to come out with looked beautiful. And then Ponce Nibio came out in the second half of the second round. And then all of the third round in dominated Baeza and that got him the decision. So that is what lost us at, and I actually took some big underdogs last week as well. Mm-hmm. So I am trying to get back into the W column here. I was three and two. Now I'm three and three in my last six um, um, fight night or um, pay per view main card main parlays. Card parlays yeah. yeah. So here we go. Let's log it in. All right. First things first. The first fight on the main card. You have Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. 
Now, Jamal Hill has been really, really, really damn good. Man, he has been really damn good. Minus 300 favorite tonight or tomorrow night. And Paul Craig has kind of been fading. Uh, I mean, Paul Craig is good, but he's got a draw and a loss in his last five. Ah, and it's, oh my goodness. Mauricio Shogun Hua was his last win. Give me a break. This is all Jamal Hill, dog. Goodness gracious. Uh, so I will take Jamal Hill at the minus 330. I know that's pretty fucking chalky, but uh, I do like Jamal Hill there. I, I was uh, was talking about how it's right around this plus 200, but I this ain't a Paul Craig fight. Uh, second fight on the main card, our Chicago man rep up, Bala Muhammad. We are so excited to uh, watch this man fight this weekend. He's fighting the old dog, the old Brazilian, Damian Maia, and I do have to go against my word. You get one a card, I feel I like. I get one a you card, one a card. I can push away the Brazilian. Damian Maia is a Brazilian, and uh, I'm going to have to fade him here. I got to go with our boy, Bala Muhammad. He got robbed in his last yep. fight with the eye poke against Leon nasty, Edwards. Nasty, nasty eye poke. Yeah, nasty it was bad. It was really bad, and, I, uh, and he was that fight was basically to get him ranked and to get yeah. him into title contention and actually yeah. start talking serious about some of that stuff. So again, he's facing another gatekeeper, Damian Maya. This and this that fight actually means something for Maya too. This yeah. this fight for him would, if he wins, would tie Donald Cerrone's all time record for UFC wins. So, okay. So I mean, fight means something. So Bilal to advance his career, Maya to cement himself as one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. So. Nonetheless, I'm still taking Muhammad. Boy, oh boy, here we go. If you missed the presser yesterday, I suggest you go back and watch it. My man, Nate Diaz was blowing trees the entire press conference. He's <laughs> back. He always does it. You know he is at a presser when you see clouds floating all through the cloud or through the crowd. Um clouds through the cloud. So Leon Edwards is favored by 650 and Nate Diaz plus 400. I mean, I I don't know that they will rob Nate. I think this might be my this might be my crazy one. I I can't hate on it, man. I this I really one this one on is it. tough because I like Leon. Leon's put in some good work. We saw decent stuff from him against Bilal, which eh, kind of makes me think think like, okay, maybe I do like him. But then you just got Nate and just the experience and. Edwards isn't going to take him down. So at the end of the day, this is going to have to be a striking match where Nate has the reach. Ah, golly, they're both southpaws too. Nate has the significant strike advantage and he's got the jujitsu advantage on the ground. Yeah, give me Nate plus 400. I'll ride it with you. I will give me ride Nate. it with you. Give me Nate. I, I don't. I are don't you care. surprised that the odds are that uh, that? I'm not that wild. I'm not with Nate's layoffs. Okay. Uh, I mean, shit. He hasn't fought. Yeah, in yeah. No, three, you're right. <laughs> three years almost now. I mean, it it is what it is. But you don't doubt the Diaz. The, the, the Nate Diaz will never be someone that is going to come in that cage and get hit. He, he he will go out on his shield. Yeah. is what what I'm trying to search for. And, and his last loss against Jorge was a doctor stoppage. Not that he was winning that fight or anything, no. but you know, yeah, it's it all wasn't, this, it's uh, all the scar wasn't a knockout. No. It wasn't a decision. He got uh, yeah, yeah, a and, doctor he was, stoppage. and he was pissed. He would have kept doing it. So uh, I think in the in his game plan, he is going to uh, remain on the outside here against Edwards and use some of that reach because I think he's going to need to. But uh, I think I'm going to ride the plus four hundred even out some of that juice, and then. Co-main event of the evening. Title fights. Davidson Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno for the flyweight championship of the world. And ladies and gentlemen, 
I said it earlier on in the week. I'm taking another dog. Give me Moreno to knock Figueredo's dumb ass out. I hate it more than anything in this world when a fighter steps up to a face-off and puts his hand on his opponent. You have 25 minutes to do whatever in the Sam hell you want tomorrow in a locked octagon with that man and you want to act hard because there are cameras out and then you want to talk trash because you think Moreno was talking trash. I cannot wait for Moreno to be the new flyweight king. You heard it here first. I like it, man. That is uh, two Brazilian fades, though. Yeah, I know it is. Okay. Okay. I know it is. The previous fight was too damn close. Okay. And Figueredo, he ain't touching him. If he didn't knock him out in the first fight, he ain't touching him. No. Give give me all of them. But, well, potentially, fading one Latin American country for another Latin American country kind of cancels it out. You know? Good rationale. rationalization and justification will get you a long way in life all right so (laughs) let's keep moving last but not least izzy adesanya versus marvin vettori and you know who the hell i'm taking yeah my boy izzy a so we are getting on the five fight main card parlay plus three thousand three ninety seven odds at the time of this streaming you put ten dollar on there and you get a nice three thirty nine seventy two payout ladies and gentlemen so let me uh snap my picks real quick so i got that so i know what to take because i got some other stuff to put in today all right there we are ladies and gentlemen let me one more quick save all right get me out of this doggone phone all right there you have it ufc 263 anything else you were looking at we didn't hit on we didn't get to whatever the case might be no man, I, I I think I'm right there with you on all of those five main card fights. If I'm being honest, uh, yeah, of course the plus four hundred for Diaz scares me, but uh, you know there's been a couple times where I instead of riding you on the full main card parlay, I just leave out one of them, mm-hmm. and that might. Uh, but I love Nate Diaz though, for fuck's sake. Maybe maybe I'll leave that out and take him on his own. Maybe that's the move. Maybe, who's to say? We'll see Who tomorrow. knows? We'll see tomorrow. I, I might we'll take him where, on his own, We'll too. see how weird I'm feeling tomorrow. We'll see how All weird it is. All right. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. The UFC 263 main card parlay and the other picks we got coming at you. So, first things first, let's uh, dive on deep into some other nonsense and some other sports action going on right now uh quick other little pga tour update Paul Metal classic still rocking and a rolling right on down the tracks right now we do have in the lead chesson hadley at 11 Ooh. under followed by harris english at seven under eric van ruin also seven under ches Reeve six under and doc redman also at six under so if you listen to us to hammer dj in hasn't started yesterday today. he has not started today what is he sitting at my friend uh he is six under as well six under as well so uh we'll be playing real well for a quick live updates of uh, some odds for you as well just so you know what's odds going might be on even there. juicier today uh, than they were yesterday they very well might be especially guess where plus 600 not even close. No. Plus two twenty. They have uh, so they really? they were at plus three eighty 
on uh, right around this time yesterday. Mm-hmm. By the time we got off of the pod, they were down to plus 280, and it is now down to plus 220. Really? So you are rapidly losing value, folks. The books are seeing what's happening. Slam it in. Hammer it home. Lock it down. They don't you give a damn about old Chester Hadley. They don't give a damn about that, man. Actually, I don't even think he was right on there. Yes, he is, and he's at plus 500 right behind mm. him. So... Mm. I don't know. I love DJ there, my friend. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's already locked in. Hundred percent. I locked it in. Yeah, I did, I did as well. Uh, so there you go. There you have it. PGA, uh, NFL news. Anything that's uh, come out here while we have been on? Uh, didn't see anything. Not much going all on. Too major. Not much. Much going on. We obviously had the Julio news earlier on in the week. Uh, had some other news with Dak signing with Jordan yesterday. Um, but other than that, I mean, no, no groundbreaking developments. OTA nothing. overreactions, minicamp overreactions. Yeah, uh, you know the the Russell Wilson saga still oh, yeah. rages on down the tracks. Are we uh, are we going to have the relationships mended and fixed, and everybody going to kiss and make up by the time the regular season starts? Are we still going to be having turmoil and horse shit. I don't think so. I think they're doing all right as far as the front office. Who knows? But uh, he seemed, uh, you know, he seems like a likable guy, and if he's uh, obviously the stature that he holds on the field, if he's saying let's ride, that team's going to ride with him. Show enough, but um, other developments here, partner, out of the NFL. What can you tell me about Jake Dolagallo? Nothing. Nothing at all. I can't tell you anything, no. And well, well, then why are we wasting a roster spot on him on the Green Bay Packers? You can have as many guys as you want this time of the year, pal. Oh, so just randomly adding a quarterback for anything? Yeah. Just for S's and G's? Yeah. Yeah, just, pretty, to, uh, just to have him sit around on his common. thumb mm-hmm. instead of maybe spend some money on a good wide receiver. Or... They don't have money to spend on a good wide receiver. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Not the reaction I was anticipating to get. I uh, wanted to get a little bit more, but uh, nothing on Jake <laughs> Dolligan. <laughs> <laughs> nothing on him there. Uh, that's really it for NFL. No big news. Nothing still breaking out of the Packers. Everybody still has their own hot takes, their own, uh, what they think might happen. But well, to go back to that, like I'm thinking Blake Bortles doesn't look that good. So they're looking for their third string quarterback is what they're looking for. In my opinion there. Okay. I like where your head's at. Uh, okay, I can third I can buy string quarterback. I can buy might into I, that. Might yeah, I okay, maybe uh, maybe string. second string, but uh, I like where your head's at there. Who knows? We'll see what happens when that time rolls around. Uh, but yeah, let's cut the NFL nonsense. Get into some MLB news. Actually, uh, some good stuff that I wanted to share with you guys. Go for I, it. I actually last night listened to a podcast. Uh, me being a podcaster, I love to consume other podcasts and uh, kind of see how others do their stuff or just get more information. And I won't ruin it for you because it's actually really, really informative and it made me learn a lot. Um, but Pablo Torre was on, had the ESPN Daily podcast uh, yesterday or two days ago, I do believe. I listened to it last night, um, but he had Buster only on and uh, Buster was also talking about Kirkchen. Um, but it's all in relation to the sticky tack and or the spider tack and the pelican grip and all this stuff you've been hearing about. And Buster Olney 
I mean, the way he breaks it down, Buster only has been around the MLB and covering the MLB since 1983. He covered the steroid era. He covered uh, the Houston Astros um, scandal, that whole deal. Uh, covered another scandal I can't remember, but the in-depth that he goes into and some of the players and some of the recordings of interviews that they have, guys have been talking about this. You just miss it. You just, dude, it's never been a thing. You just kind of miss it. So I suggest you go and listen to that one on uh, uh, the ESPN Daily podcast, uh, Pablo Torre with Buster Olney, uh, most recent one out, uh, well, yesterday's episode out. So go check that one out. You will learn so much that you didn't even know existed about this whole craziness going on right now. Um, And then kind of essentially too, made me think about it. We talked about those minor league guys uh, getting the boot. Well, one of them was the the Chicago White Sox. And then uh, there was a couple other Kansas City guys, whatever. And basically the way Buster put it, and again, I don't want to ruin the whole thing for you, but the way he put it was that that was the example. Basically, the MLB was saying, look, you guys are big, big damn names. Mm -hmm. You guys bring us a shitload of money. Right. Here is the example. We plan to not come after you and have to deal with all this shit, but we are coming. Okay. We are not messing around, but we're not going to come right after you to start. Right. But we're going to send a warning flare up in the air and say, we're Hmm. not messing around. Hmm. And that's why those guys got the boot because they were using some form of spider tack or pelican grip. Probably to the max. Yeah. To the max. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they got banned. It was done. It was it. It was a wrap. So I, I mean, we're going to start seeing a lot more guys being checked, uh, pitchers that being different things, um, you know, and they even dive into like. Maybe uh, you're a 28, 29-year-old guy who's been going in the farm league system for a while and some of the reasoning behind that. Like, I mean, they dive deep into this. Like, it is a great, great podcast. Only 30 minutes. Um, So I suggest you listen to that one. It is absolutely great. It's about the length of uh, the second half of our show. So I suggest you give that a solid listen because it is good, good, good. Um, other than that, no huge groundbreaking uh, MLB news. You had your boy Nick Madrigal hit the uh, 60 day 60 day IL, man. We can't Jeez. escape these damn injuries. We're still trucking along, but uh, that one hurts. He's, uh, you know, kind of a spark plug in our lineup, second baseman, uh, hitting right around th- uh, 300. They call him Nicky Two Strikes for a reason. He's top three in uh, two strike batting average. It's pretty ridiculous. He doesn't strike out. Uh, but 60 day IL, uh, and it's still even like an evaluation on as well as far as if he needs uh season ending surgery so yeah son of a they bitch. did drop some uh trickle a little bit of uh optimism news uh with luis robert and Niloy jimenez progressing and hopefully being Damn, a honestly, little bit ahead of schedule i almost forgot about those two bastards been on better fucking not cow. forget about those holy cow the socks are, are still a solid team wow the socks are going to come out of nowhere and those two are monsters Wowza. So you got Lou Bob and Eloy. Is there anybody else besides Madrigal? Madrigal's on the IL. Kopech is on the 10-day ah, IL. Right. He should be back missing. soon, soon. Um, Billy, ha- I mean, we just got Adam Engel back, so Billy Hamilton. Billy Sticks. Billy, Billy the hitter, he's, Billy uh, he's out for a few games. Not the end of the world there, but... Yep. Uh, we actually didn't talk about it yesterday, but uh, and I posted a clip about it, and there wasn't too much buzz about it on... Uh, on Twitter, which I was surprised to see, but two days ago on Wednesday, Jose Abreu, I thought, was about to be hurt. Oh, yeah. He got smoked in the knee by the umpire tossing the bat behind him. Well, the way you're saying that is like the umpire, like, threw right, right, right. It was an accident, obviously. I mean, it, it was the most accident of accident, most like perfect timing. It was almost that maybe. 
Jose should have been paying a little more attention to him instead of watching the base runner. That's funny. That's all fair and well. The video shot. that I had tweeted out stopped at like on impact and then he kind of went down. He was on the ground for two, three minutes, like writhing really? in pain. And I was like, really? my girlfriend was trying to talk to me. I was like, and like asking me some type of like legit question. And I was just like, I- I'm not listening to you. Like my life is flashing before my eyes. I'm so scared. And he was, he was not, no exaggeration. He was on the ground two, three minutes. I thought it was over. I thought he was done with grabbing his knee. <laughs> And then he got back up and uh, took uh, took the at bat the next time around. So a little bit of an overreaction, but it was scary. Yeah, was I know. Scary. I know you were panting like a buffalo over there. Uh, <laughs> I, I totally know. She's getting mad at me. I was like, "What do you want from me? Hey, my hey, favorite player is hurt. My favorite player, my favorite team. This is the one time, okay, outside of the birth of the child. This is a very important <laughs> moment. All right, doggone it. Uh, yeah. So big news there. Hopefully your uh, socks can start getting healthy. My cubbies are starting to get a little healthy yeah, here and there. Um, we are. I actually looked this morning. Some teams right at the 60 game mark. Most teams right about the 64 to 66 game mark. Yeah. So uh, we are almost right at the halftime break, ladies and gentlemen. It's about, yeah. uh, it's maybe about we'll, time. Maybe we'll have some halftime predictions once it gets yeah, to Yeah, maybe some future. I was thinking about that today, but our Friday episode with those UFC cards can be a little bit longer, so we can skip that yeah, today. Yeah, future Fridays. We'll, we'll get there at some point in time. We'll, uh, good, good, good thinking there, Lincoln. We'll, uh, we'll do a little something, actually. Yeah, well, 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 we're thinking about that. Yeah. Friday. Hey, how about that? We uh, we produce the show, come up with ideas, and deliver it to you all at the same time. Here we go. Coming on up next, NBA uh, playoffs running hot, going live, absolutely um, delivering to every bit of uh, what they have been talked up to be uh, for most of the Here games. That being um, outside of that, actually, now that I think about that, I'll let me walk say, that back yeah, a little bit more back, because that they have been pretty <laughs> shit hey as far as excitement. Yeah, yeah. Outside of last night's games, last night games were actually both yeah. really, really good. Um, uh, well, that Bucks that, Nets game that was a weird. Tough game to watch for the most part. It was exciting, yeah. obviously, but uh, eighty six, eighty three. Like what? Traveled back in time to like two thousand five. That's what it felt like last yeah. night. But uh, I, yeah, Bruce Brown taking the biggest two shots of the game really peeved me off a little Very bit. Smart. There. Very smart. The uh, the whole conversation all day was the sharp money versus the public money. Mm-hmm. The uh, sure, uh, the public money barely won out with the plus three and a half win. I got a little too greedy, greedy and took the money line which uh not Ouch. not even a full unit so i was uh, a little timid on that but uh you know yeah was not happy with bruce brown taking the two biggest shots of the game but, no I, uh, uh, especially with kevin durant as hot as he was i thought he was gonna have a couple more daggers in him but uh you, hey. and, you and three quarters of the country my friend yeah. i can assure you of that uh you are not the only person that uh, is pissed off about that there was about 90% of my timeline was that video last night of him and overlay that just different people retweeting it from different mm-hmm. sources here or there. So yeah, I mean, that was pretty, pretty goofy when you got uh, two of the three, two of at least the top five players in the entire NBA on your roster and you got some no-namer taking the shot. I mean, come on, Bruce, what are we Heat doing check. here, pal? What are we doing here? Heat check. Uh, outside of that, it was a weird game, kind of covered that one, but then you had the other game of the night, the Clippers and the Jazz. Jazz were pretty doggone dominant for that entire game. Donovan Mitchell Mitchell, was on absolute fire. Clarkson was on fire. Defensive player of the year now. Rudy Gobert standing tall in the paint all night long for them. Mm -hmm. 
I think we might be looking at a 4-0 right here. You think so? Uh, now, man. Kawhi did come out and say this team's got a lot of fight. They were down 2-0. I don't think it's going to be 4-0. I think they get at least one going back to L.A. That Utah defense can travel. What I'm holding out to see is if this uh, you know, dominant Donovan Mitchell performance travels. Um, I think it does for at least one game. I think the Clippers definitely steal at least one of these games in L.A., if uh, if not both, because they have been tight. But, so uh, you're predicting an old gentleman sweep then, huh? I'm not predicting that. I'm going to take the Jazz in six. Jazz in six. Okay. Well, hell, maybe I will predict a gentleman's sweep. More I think about it, maybe the uh, Clippers can edge out one in the Staples Center. But then, yeah, I think after that, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. I think it's a wrap. So uh, there is that one. And then uh, coming up tonight, we got uh, Hawks and 76ers. Should be absolutely electrifying in Atlanta. Uh, I like Atlanta to steal another game. Uh, honestly, at least one in Atlanta in front of that ruckus crowd. I think tonight is the night that they do it. And then, uh, as I said in my analysis for my play, on that game i think this is a really defensive matchup here tonight yeah. and it just kind of goes back and forth i'm torn on in this one man yeah. i uh, wanted to take something for the pod but i couldn't make up my mind and i wasn't gonna take a wild guess for the pod no so question then we go about to the it. total yeah 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 because <laughs> i do like that more than anything there right. i am kind of leaning toward the sixers but uh not um, not much confidence behind it i might end up just staying away honestly yeah, it'll be an interesting game for sure. And then also, uh, both games tonight, uh, the other game, the Nuggets and the Suns, both games are at plus minus one and a half. Right. So we should, in theory, have a damn good night of NBA yeah. basketball coming our way. Yeah. From what it appears, from what we can see on the slate, from the line movement, I would... Uh, I'd say it's probably going to get pretty damn cool. So uh, make sure you tune into the NBA playoffs tonight, and uh, we'll be sure to get you some coverage, some good updates, all types of good stuff. And uh, ride my play on the Atlanta Hawks and Philadelphia 76ers under Under. 224 and a half. Moving right along into the other playoffs going on. We actually have a night off from them, so nothing much major to uh, recap here, but the NHL playoffs going on. The Vegas Golden Knights, they said, "Uh uh-uh, we don't need Saturday. You might as well just throw that game off the damn schedule because we're handling business here tonight. Looked real, real racy. Uh, First two periods getting a little... A little sweaty under the collar, Mm -hmm. but uh, got into the third period there, and the Vegas Golden Knights did exactly what I said they would do in Sin City and uh, got that 6-3 victory. Yeah, those empty netters, uh, they tried to pull that net pretty early, and it uh, just piled right on for them. So I was shocked. After that 2-0 lead for the Avs, they were my... They were my pick for the, the whole fucking thing. Yep. They are gonzo now, my friend. And now you got uh, some momentum, meeting momentum here in this next round for you, partner. Yeah, Vegas so uh, and, shaping uh, up. Canadians. So Habs and Vegas and the Islanders and Lightning. My early prediction is Habs and Islanders because nobody will have that. And I absolutely love the way those two underdog teams are playing right now. And, uh, you know, this is uh, this is shaping up like 1993 here for the the old Montreal Canadiens. Last time they won a Stanley Cup, okay. uh, if I am correct, I think it's 93 or 94. Can't exactly remember. Uh, but yeah, they uh, it's shaping up real, real similarly. So this might be the year the Habs hoist that cup, baby. We'll see. So that's my early prediction uh, for Stanley Cup Finals. But uh, any other predictions, news, nonsense out of the NHL, partner? I'll take the I'll take the Lightning. Rolling Lightning. Um, I'll take the Lightning all for right. the whole damn thing. Gonna have them repeat. I like where your head's at. Mm-hmm. No problem at all. I like where your head's at. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, the UFC, PGA, NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL all 
covered. We got you all set to rock and roll into the weekend and into Friday here with our latest hot takes, bets, uh, extra bets. Usually don't throw them in this segment, but how about that? You got even more value and uh, everything in between. So we'll... uh, click it around here for just a little bit before we uh, wrap things up. Uh, Actually, what I'll go ahead and do is this is the reminder. Fan question Friday. Chat is open. Leave a leave any question you want. Uh, I mean, it can be about betting. It can be about sports. It can be about mags. It can be about me. It can be about anything even outside of the pot. We don't care. We just want to connect with you guys. So if you got something you want to ask, I mean, it can be the most simple, minuscule, whatever you want to ask thing. There are no stupid questions. We want to connect with you. So drop something in the comments. But while you're doing that, have a little bit of a time to do that. If anything pops to your mind, why don't we get into some motivation minutes? Go for it. All right. So here we go. Time for Colts motivation minutes of the day. Now, I uh, told you at the top of the show that I was going to have a little message on uh, facing some challenges in your life and um, overcoming them, stuff like like that. And I wanted to share a few quotes with you, as always, and uh, give you a little bit of perspective in addition behind some of those quotes. Um, Now, first things first, the the quote that I wanted to share with you and the one that I really want to drive home um, is, keep your challenges temporary and your vision permanent. No matter what you're going through, no matter what is lying in front of you, no matter what obstacle, no matter what challenge, it will always be temporary. There is always an answer for how you can get through it, how you can overcome it, how you can get to the other side, if you will. That vision never changes. The moment that you let those challenges become more important than that vision is when that vision starts to dissipate. And it starts to look farther and farther and farther in the future. Funny thing is that those challenges, they actually help you get to that vision. And the more that you have the mindset that your obstacles are actually opportunities, the more clear your vision becomes, the more readily you can see it on the horizon And even though you might be dealing with challenges and obstacles and barrier after barrier after barrier to entry in whatever you're doing, if you stick with the mindset that this is just another stepping stone on the path, another rung on the ladder to get me to that next level, you will always, always, always reach that vision. Now, another thing, kind of building upon that, another quote, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And I tell you all the time, you have to go through these obstacles, these oppressions, these barriers, these challenges, situations, circumstances, all of that negative stuff, you have to go through it to become the best version of you. There is no other way. There is no other formula. You have to go through the adversity and the grind in order to find the best version of yourself and reach that level of success. And as you all know, what is my version of success? Being centered, happy, and fulfilled. Not having boatloads of money, not having 50 cars, not having 17 mansions, centered, happy, and fulfilled. Because if you can check those three boxes, then all that other stuff comes along with it. You will never attain the notoriety or the money you want or whatever the case you might be if that's where your focus is at. 
Your focus has to be in overcoming the daily challenges and keeping them temporary and overcoming them one by one while keeping that vision of the success permanent. And one final thing that I wanted to share, one final quote in relation to overcoming challenges. I do believe this is an African proverb. Um, I'm, I'm not certain, but I do believe it is. Uh, it is called, or it says, smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. And that's nail on the head. That is nail head. You are never going to reach your full potential if you don't battle through some adversity. There's going to be some rough seas. There's going to be some storms. There's going to be some rocky times. But if you continue to push through them, you'll always, always, always reach that vision. You'll reach that goal. You'll reach that dream. But you can't get stuck down in them. Because the moment that you stop keeping that vision permanent and you push it to the side and you start letting the negativity and all that stuff creep in with all of the challenges that you're facing then it just dissipates and it's gone. And all you have are the challenges. And then your life just becomes nothing but challenges. And then you become bogged down and you think and start having the mindset of, I can never catch a break. And that's not what we're doing around here. We're waking up. We're leveling up. We're killing the game and reaching goals one day at a time, every single day. And we're finding success, being centered, happy, and fulfilled. So so today, on this beautiful Friday, I want you to remember, and also going into the weekend, I want you to remember that you need to keep your challenges temporary and your vision permanent. And that if that thing doesn't challenge you, it's not going to change you. And last but not least, smooth seas don't make skillful sailors. So deal with those challenges and start finding some success in your life. Make that success primary. Make those challenges secondary. Because those challenges are all going to be always going to be there, but they're always going to be there to help you get to your goal. So focus up, level up, get ready to start breaking through some barriers and some walls in your path because it's your time. It's time to stop settling. It's time to start overcoming. You have the ability and nobody can look you in the mirror, but you and start doing it. You got this. Start today. Start overcoming today. Don't waste any more time. You hear my voice. Let's go. Let's get with it, kids. I hope that you are just filled with energy, that you are beaming with joy right now and ready to just start tackling the adversity today. As I always say, grabbing those flaming arrows out of the air and snapping them over the knee. So overcome those challenges today, my friends. That does it for my motivation minutes of the day. What do you think, partner? I love it, man. I don't know how much I can really add to it. You kind of nailed it. Uh, the one thing that I, a phrase similar to yours, smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. Not quite exact parallel, but if it was easy, everybody would do it. Mm, 150%. Mm-hmm. 150%. So you uh, you have to go through those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you're right. If... The notoriety and the fame and all that stuff was for everybody, then everybody would be famous. Yes, exactly. But it's all the little stuff behind the scenes and consistently putting in the work and overcoming challenges day in and day out that actually gets you to that success and notoriety. So while my partner there uh, out here. nurses the wrist, uh, that does it for the motivation minutes of the day. 
All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, gonna peruse on over here, see if anybody dropped anything down. And does not look like anyone did. Well, all right. I uh, guess you guys didn't have anything to say this Friday. But uh, always remember, we are going to uh, continue to bring back Fan Question Friday. You want to hop in the live chat, got anything you want to say, we are here. We are live, and we will uh, always answer whatever you got to say. We want to connect with you because we do this for you guys, not for us. Well, we do to fill our pockets when we take tickets to the window, but we do all of this uh, other stuff for you because we love you guys. We appreciate the hell out of you guys, and uh, we're just going to keep moving and grooving, hitting full throttle on the rocket ship and headed straight to the moon, if you will. So let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Doesn't look like anything coming in. Looks like everything's good to go. Right around the usual hour and a half mark. About to wrap it up. Going over about three minutes here. Got a little windy with the old UFC, but that's all right. You guys get all types of value and all types of hot takes, rants, reactions, everything in between. Talk about a loaded show. Oh, man. It is time to wrap that show up. But before we do, ladies and gentlemen... Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you've just been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode 57 today of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Friday, June 11th, 2021. Nothing too crazy here. I uh, didn't have anything yesterday. I got you guys on your way. We don't have any uh, too early slates today, but it is the 108th birthday of Mr. Vince Lombardi. Oh, how about that? There you go. Special place in your heart for sure. Of course. Five championships, seven years. Ooh. The man is the man for yep. a reason. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, oh, what do you call it? The hologram they had at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Was super <laughs> yeah. cool. That was super, super cool. So, but, uh, yeah, kind of piggybacking off of, uh, motivation. If you ever need, whether it's books or if it's as experts on his speeches, one of the greatest motivational coaches of any sport in, the entire history of sport. So if you uh, want some motivation from uh, you know a coach that has proven it, that is the guy to go to. 150%. I, I can't even disagree with that. Uh, even being a Bears fan, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are. You you know the greatness of Vince yeah. Lombardi. So, uh, hey, happy birthday to the uh, the legend, Vinci L. Absolutely love uh, love that you dropped that on there. Vinci L Vincey came L. up with didn't it. Didn't like that. Didn't like that at all. <laughs> I didn't either. It uh, came out of my mouth, and then I quickly... You ever just get into something and, like... Yeah, you're like a bowl in a china shop, and you're just like, get me out of here, but the words just keep coming out anyway. That's kind of what just happened to me there. So, Sounds like uh, Vince L., <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. What a way to wrap up today's show, son of a bitch. All right, as always, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide, from myself and Mags, as always, Thank you so much for stopping by today's show and every show. Thank you for your support, for your following, for your comments, for your ratings, all of the good stuff in between. As always, we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts when you guys do and uh, only allows us, as we always say, just to continue to make Talking the Line Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. So without further ado, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday unless you have other plans and a terrific start to your weekend. Let's cash some tickets.